what you hearing. It's what you hearing. Listen. It's what you hearing. Listen. It's what you hearing. Listen. X go give it to you. Welcome to this episode of Estate and CX. Uh, today I'm talking to Mark from Nicholson Estate Agents and I really want to dig into his journey as he started his estate agency not so long ago. He's tried out a few different softwares, he's now using the lifecycle system and I want to just dig into a bit about his background, a bit about some of the struggles that they faced and how they got through them and where the company is now. So. Thanks for coming in today, Mark. No problem, Mark. Thanks for inviting me. Um, to start with, are you all right just to give a bit of a background on how you got into agency, how you ended up starting the company, that sort of thing? Yeah, I mean, it was a long road into agency. Actually, I started as a pig farmer, so very <laughs> different from estate agency. And you from can that, say it's the same sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, perhaps. Um, from that... I went into, I got into sales in general, which was through the motor trade. And back in the uh, recession, when that was biting, 2012, 2013, a friend of mine who was in the motor trade at that time went to set up a property auctioneering company with a business partner that had some experience in it. Um, at that time, uh, things were pretty tough in the, the, the motor trade, and particularly in the, the area of the motor trade that I was working in. Um, so the chap that I knew actually uh, invited me to go and start to do a little bit of work for them. And essentially that involved knocking on doors. <laughs> I was the chief door knocker. They'd set up this property auctioneering firm um, and their main way of acquiring clients was to go and knock on doors of properties that had been on the market for more than three months and then sell to them the idea of auction. And back in 2012, 2013, actually, it wasn't unusual for a property to be sat on the market for 6, 12, 18, 24 months in our area. Yeah. Um, so it was a relatively easy sell. Um, I didn't end up just knocking on the doors of the ones that were on for three months. I knocked on every door. Yeah. Um, and uh, what happened from that is that um, via a mutual acquaintance, uh, the gentleman that owns um, one of the biggest estate agents in the town that I, was, I live in and, and, and I was working in, um, got into contact with me and basically um, he was fed up of picking up compliment slips that'd say, you know, uh, give me a call, I need to talk about your property marketing. Um, and he basically said that the best way for him to deal with me was for him to give me a job. <laughs> um, so I went from the motor trade to knocking on doors to being the sales manager and valuer <laughs> of one of the biggest estate agents in town with pretty much little uh, or, or next to no experience. And, and that was really my route into it. So, um, but but it, it very quickly, uh, I felt like I was a round peg in a round hole. Yeah. Um, and I really enjoyed it. And I stayed there for a few years before moving on from there. Um, I had a year with Purple Bricks and then uh, we started Nicholson's. Awesome. Wow, okay. So what, what, just out of interest there, before I move on to the next question, what made you decide you were going to leave the auction company and go to the estate agents? Um, because with the auction company, I was self-employed. Right. Uh, essentially, I got 50 quid for an in for the value of there. Yeah. Um, 
tough, tough job. Yeah, it was a tough job. You know, I had uh, my other half at home, had a, my first child at that time, right. a young, young child as well. And actually what I was looking for then was security of a salary. Mm. Um, you know, we were looking to buy our first home together. Um, so that was really... Uh, you know what? Why I went from working in the auctioneering side of things as self-employed into into being employed. Okay, interesting. Because then you took the jump back to self-employed with Purple Bricks. Yeah, that's um, right. What made you decide to do that? Well, I've always been quite entrepreneurial. Um, when I left the motor trade, I was running my own company there. Um, I then, when, when the first child was born, we set up a, an online uh, business that sold through Amazon and eBay stores. Uh, that was supposed to be my other half's business, <laughs> but it turned out it was me that was doing all of the legwork for it. Um, and um, I, I'd always, I, I always wanted to work for myself. Um, the chap that employed me as a sales manager and valuer, ultimately the relationship between him and I uh, broke down. And I was looking for uh, a way out. And at that time, Purple Bricks looked like a good option where I could earn better money than what I had at the time. Yeah. Um, and also, you know, if I'm being honest, to piss him off because it was the <laughs> agent that he hated the most. <laughs> um, okay, so you went to Purple Bricks and, you know, uh, worked there for a while. Then what, what made you decide you were going to open your own agency? Yeah. Well, when I went to Purple Bricks... Um, I'd been given some numbers and some promises of the numbers of valuations that they drive into the diary every month. And actually what, what I'd got was nothing like what had been promised. Um, the income was up and down. It wasn't consistent. And by that, by that time, it wasn't one child. It was three kids. Right. Um, so um, I was a little bit unhappy with you know some months earning fantastic levels of income other months earning pretty poor levels of income. Um, and I knew uh, a surveyor uh, who's also called Mark, and he'd been out and he'd valued uh, or done a mortgage valuation for a property that I was selling that was actually my auntie and uncle's house. And we got a great price for this house, and I was a little bit worried that it'd get downvalued. Um, so I had a conversation with Mark, who I'd known throughout my time in a state agency career. And in the back of my mind... I was going to ask him at the end of the conversation, Mark, have you got an appetite for setting up a hybrid estate agency in Retford? But before I could do that, when we got to the end of the conversation, Mark said to me, Mark, when are you going to leave Purple Bricks and come and set up an estate agency with me in Retford? So my jaw just dropped to the floor. <laughs> and I, was, I, I just couldn't believe that, you know, it, it, that that conversation had happened and obviously we were both on the same wavelength. So we got together, we discussed it, the pros and cons of having a high street office or not, um, you know, the sort of online fixed fee option or no sell, no fee um, commission-based option. And uh, Nicholson's was born. So Mark's a 50% business partner with me. And to be honest with you, I couldn't have done it without Mark. Mm -hmm. You know, financially, he was the one that, that backed me. Um, you know, I didn't have the, the, the funding with three kids and, you know, a wife at home that, that doesn't work, looks after the children. Mm. Um, so I owe pretty much anything, everything that where we're at at the moment to, to Mark. 
And when was that then? When did you? When did that happen? So that happened in the summer of 2019. That yep. conversation. Um, we started to set the company up in the October, and uh, we launched on Mad Friday, the Friday before Christmas, right. in 2019. Um, okay. Which obviously, um, was you know, yeah. in hindsight, yeah. <laughs> thinking back to what happened a few months after. Yeah, uh, it was an unusual time. Um, okay. So you've set up this new agency now um, with obviously the, the excitement and the, uh, also the, the fear that anyone would have starting a new business, you know, thinking it's got to go well, but what if it doesn't and all of that sort of, all of those worries. Um, <clears throat> I think, if I remember rightly, I might be wrong, but when we first spoke was probably around the s- sort of middle of 20, just the start of it 2020. Was, yeah, it was actually, um, it was during the first lockdown. Right, March, April time, yeah, 2020. Yeah, that sort of time. And, and in terms of like the operations in that estate agents that you'd set up, um, what software were you using and what were the kind of everyday processes like? Were you still knocking on doors? Like what, how was it, how was it working generally? Yeah, yeah. Um, the software that we were using was one that um, was the uh, website company. It was the back end there. It was a the, the predominantly produced estate agency websites and had a very basic CRM system. Yeah. You know, enter your clients' details, enter your viewers' details. It linked in with the diary, sent them both a, yeah, yeah, an yeah. email. Um, and, um, you know, essentially it was just me and a desk and a computer. Mm. Um, by that time... We didn't do any door knocking. We didn't do any leaflets. Over the years that I'd had before in a state agency, I'd, I was the first agent in town to adopt video on social media. Right. And it started with a, a selfie stick with a wavy mobile phone on mm. the end, flapping in the wind. Um, but because of that, I'd, um, I'd got behind me quite a decent following of people that had liked the page when I was back at the traditional high street estate agents. When I went to Purple Bricks, I set up my own page. Mm. And then I'd had sort of 12 to 18 months of having that page open, people realizing that actually I'd moved and I already had um, you know, a, a good audience. And to be honest with you, it was through that audience that you know, we managed to get traction. Um, to do the right thing by the clients that I had at Purple Bricks, you know, the first client, the properties that I put on the market were the ones that I'd had at Purple Bricks that were still yeah. uh, on sale there. So we, we, we kind of, we didn't start from a, a standing start. Yeah. We were already walking. We had, you know, um, 15 or 16 boards, can't remember the exact number, that were up around town. So actually, it looked like a new estate agency had arrived and actually we, we had a bit of a presence. Yeah. Plus, with you know promoting that um, through social media, it, it didn't take long before we were getting invited out to valuations in you know in our own right. Okay, and then if I remember rightly, you had a a, a spell with um, Agent Hub or the Salesforce system. Yeah, that's right. Um, that um, I, th- I don't think, I don't know if that was a long thing or if that was a short thing, um, but. Ultimately, at some point, you've you found iceberg life cycle. Um, so I'm, the reason I'm asking that is because if, for whatever reason, things hadn't gone well previously with a software, 
you must have been a little bit concerned that maybe the next one <laughs> wouldn't have gone as yeah. well. So. Uh, I mean, the, the, it, it became apparent that the one that we were using that mm. worked at the back end of the website was too basic in its functions to satisfy what, what we needed. Um, so I uh, then saw a YouTube video with you on Estate Agency X, mm -hmm. um, and I watched that for an hour, and to be it like blew my mind. Mm. Um, I then made an inquiry with you guys, obviously realised at that time that Lifecycle wasn't a CRM system. Yeah. Um, and I looked for an alternative, um, and I came across a company who made an awful lot of promises, but unfortunately didn't deliver, you know, they, they basically... Um, you know, at that time, I'd had my mindset that I wanted a life cycle, life-like system. Yeah. Um, and basically, these guys, yes, yeah, say we can customize it, make it however you want. We yeah. can make it do whatever you want. You know, nothing's too much trouble. Um, so we we took that on, but it became very evident very quickly that what had been promised wasn't what was being delivered. Mm. It took an awful long time. Um, to try and get it how we were asking for the system to work. And, and in fact, we never got there. Yeah. Um, at which point, to be fair, I, I just got pissed off with it and mm. thought, do you know what? We should have just done this right the first time around. I guess, to be fair to them, it's difficult, isn't it? Because um, you've got to... We can, if someone who says, we can do anything, we can customise anything, you've got to, first of all, uh, have the ideas and then you've got to somehow get it across to them without anything being lost in translate trans translation and then they've got to build what you, they thought you wanted even though you might not have told them every single little thing and that's you know it's interesting because you know you, as you'll know come to life cycle it's almost the opposite it's like well we want it to do this we say no you can't <laughs> it's just the years of, you know, we've been in that boat. We've been in that situation of, um, you know what, it can't be that hard. We should do this for one client and then we should do something else for somebody else. Mm -hmm. Before you know it's Spaghetti Junction and some unforeseen circumstances arise and everyone has a major issue. Um, so, okay, so you've gone through this sort of uh, process whereby you've started the company uh, hoping that things are going to go well, you've got a bit of a bit of a starting block because you've got a few boards up, and uh, but I'm imagining you know the money's not rolling in at that point. Um, you've tried one software, it hasn't gone well. You like the look of Lifecycle, but you know it's not the cheapest of products. Yeah, so true. there must have been a, uh, a a point in your mind where you was thinking like it does look. I mean, I, I you know I love the look of a Ferrari, but you know I'm not going to go and buy one. So it must have been that that little thing in your mind as to like. I don't want to waste a load of money here, especially seeing as you've got a business partner as well that you know ultimately is going to want to know why you've chosen this system. Um, what 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 kind of pushed you over the edge to you thinking like oh, I'll take the plunge and do this? Um, I think it was the problems that we were having with the CRM system um, that we moved to, um, and. Uh, at that point, it had gone from me and a uh, me and a desk and a phone to having me and uh, a member of staff working for me. Um, and what we wanted to do is, you know, make sure that the data that we were getting and putting into the system was being used properly. Um, and we really wanted to, to expand and build on that. And I could see that something like Lifecycle 
what that would do for us 18, 24, 36 months further down the line. And I just wasn't getting, uh, you know, what I was looking for in, in the existing product. So at that time, we'd started to get some fees coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just thought, you know what, let's take the plunge. Should have done it from the start. Okay. So um, at that point, as you said, life cycle was more around the marketing side of things. Correct, yeah. Um, I mean, it did a few stuff, that, a few things that obviously everyday agents would do, like put market appraisals in there. But... Uh, it was only around June time that we then launched the CRM functions into Lifecycle. Mm-hmm. And working in Lifecycle is is very different to working in a normal estate agency CRM, the one that you might have used when you worked I don't know, on the high street for that chat before or um, in, in any of the other roles. Um, so... How have you and the team found, like, what sort of challenges did you face in terms of adoption and working this way whereby it's not just about today, it's about six months, 12 months and making sure that, you know, we are making the most of our opportunities? Yeah, sure. Um, so there has been some difficulties, you know, initially getting as much data over from one to the other. Mm. Um, also getting the team to buy into you know, getting the data right and getting it in every time, making sure everyone's contact records or contact cards are, are, are accurate, um, you know, and and not just putting in a name, you know, just the address and then booking them in for a viewing. So making sure that the, the, the data that we're collecting is, is accurate. That's been difficult. Um, getting people to work in a slightly different way, coming from the sort of the traditional... Jupixers, Vibras, you know, that they're used to working with, yeah. to, to working with something that's completely, um, completely different. Um, but we've, you know, we've got there now. Yeah. Only really just, but, yeah. you know, we've got there now. Everything's in the life cycle system and we can really now start to see, you know, the benefits that having it in that system gives. From the staff's perspective, you, you mentioned about getting them to understand the idea because, you know, you, you obviously going all the way back, watched a, an hour-long Stance DX and it, and it just clicked for you. you. You mentioned at the start you've got that kind of entrepreneurial spirit. It's your business, so you're thinking 6, 12, 18, 24, even five years down the line. How did you, how did you manage to get the staff to understand that when their main focus is... I just want to do. A, I just want to book a viewing. I don't care that you're trying to build data for, t- so that your life's yeah. easier in two years. Yeah. I, just, I just want to book a viewing. Um, it, it it was difficult. I mean, um, one member of staff that I've I've got is has got a lot of ex- estate agency background, and didn't really understand. Um, but his old employer is also in town. Um, you know, he had a bad run with that employer towards the end, and you know he's he's really keen to beat that agent on market share. Right. So, you know, all I had to do is basically show him the way in which life cycle could in the medium to longer term actually put us in a much stronger position yeah. to be able to achieve his aspirations. Yeah. Um, you know, of delivering the market share and, uh, you know, uh, getting ahead of, of, of his last employer. The, the other member of staff that I've got at the moment, we're only a relatively short, small team of, of, of three people. She's totally new to the industry, right. you know, and just like a sponge, she's just absorbed 
everything that you know I've, I've told her and I've taught her and that's totally changed my opinion on recruitment for people within the business to be honest with you um, you know I, I think that I'd be more keen to take brand new fresh starters into the industry mm. than I probably will now people that have been in 5, 10, 15, 20 years just because they understand my way of doing things. Yeah. Is you know, it? listening to this girl on the phone, you know, when she's negotiating, it's like I'm speaking. You know, it's brilliant. <laughs> it's, it's a brilliant. great point. I mean, like uh, Rob, uh, who is one of our elite performance coaches, you know, he's got a great background in agency. And I remember him telling me that uh, he, worked with Ice, he worked with us at Iceberg. He helped us when we were building Lifecycle. And then he went back to agency. And then he, he sort of reversed out of that and came back to work at Iceberg. But he was saying in that period where he was back in agency he employed a new member of staff who had not done not done agency before and told her how it was going to be done and showed her the life cycle and just told her what fee they charge and she would just go out and get one and a half percent like it wasn't something whereby he hadn't told her do your best he said this is what we charge yeah and she just went and did it? Did it yeah. <laughs> didn't question it. Yeah, didn't question yeah. it. And so it's a great point. You know, people talk about often you see adverts saying like, oh, "I need someone who's got five years of state agency experience." Like, why? Mm. It's not. It's not rocket science. I mean, like you said at the beginning, you went from knocking on doors to then being their lister and their value. It's not that difficult, is it? You know, three months worth of no, maybe like not. you know showing somebody this is how you what you what we're presenting. This is mm. the offer we're presenting to people. Um, and this is the tasks that you do while you're yeah. in the office, you yeah. know. So, so it's a very good point, especially seeing as there's probably so many people from hospitality industry and hotel industry and all of that sort of thing that are probably out of work or looking for work at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, and I think you're right. You know, I've got the first employee that joined me, and, you know, he's got such a, a good grounding of a state agency, knows the processes, yeah. knows the legislation. And he's he's a rock, um, you know. But then you know the 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 new girl that's working with me now, um, you know. I think that, that that it has it's totally changed my opinion of it. And I think I think you need a bit of a balance of both. But yeah. um, you know, I think for people that are coming into to, to work within the office and be that sort of traditional kind of negotiator yeah. type role, um, fresh stars yeah. all the way. Without wanting to uh, digress away from the story too much, just quickly, do you think that the reason that agents don't like to do that is because they're not confident in their own processes and training facilities whereby they think to themselves like, okay, I take on a new starter, but what are they going to do? Like, you know, who's going to train them? Who's going to look after them? Mm -hmm. Do you think that that's maybe the issue? I know certainly from my perspective, there was a point on my business journey where I was taught about... um, what assets has the company got in terms of what's in your head and what's physically down? Like, mm. where's your procedures? Where's your training docs? How do I know yeah. what to do when I come and work for you? Well, I think the reality is is that a lot of agencies don't really have them. They don't really have a, a defined training program or yeah. process. Um, you know, and I think for a lot of estate uh, agency owners, you know, trying to teach someone the ropes and, and get them to a level where they're competent, mm. you know, they probably just think, you know, that's a bit yeah. of a pain in the arse. Just Let's just get someone, someone who's 
you know, already got the experience. But, yeah. um, you know, in my experience now, I don't think that that's the, yeah. the best way of doing things. Okay, so coming back to the story. So um, we've gone on this journey whereby, you know, you've, you've, you've taken the plunge, you've decided, you know, life cycle's the way to go. Um, you've got over the challenges with the staff, not adopting people that have used softwares previously and having to try and show them how to make their life easier, not just, you know, your goals as a business owner. Can you think of a, t- of a point whereby it's stopped being, hopefully this might pay off one day? Um, I'm not saying that, you know, uh, a million pound just arrived in your bank or someone dragged you into their house and said, I want to put their house on the market with you. But a point whereby you, you, you didn't feel like you did with that old software, whereby it's like, mm, these are broken promises, where, at the point where you thought, this is going to work out the way that we were yeah. told it's going to work yeah. out. I mean, to be honest with you, I noticed and we noticed a difference pretty much immediately. Um, you know, we'd gone from a startup um, which had just over a dozen boards out on the road, and then we, we built a bit of market share uh, throughout that year. But when we started to use the life cycle system towards the back end of uh, last year, and I think it was a bit of a shift in mindset as well. But for three consecutive months, we went from being the fourth or fifth biggest agent in town in terms of market share to being number one on listings and sales. Wow. So that was kind of mind-blowing to start with. And now, you know, we get invited out regularly to uh, valuations where we're the only agent. You know, they've seen what we do. They love what we do on, on social media. Mm. They love how we market properties. Um, and we just find that, you know, there's the, 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 they're not calling the competition. Mm. Uh, on You know, and that's, that's happening on quite a regular basis. Um, I think as well, for me, you know, the, the market appraisal reports, they look so much more professional than any, what anyone else is doing in our area. Mm. You know, no one else is even sending them electronically. Yeah. You know, they're, they're still going out paper-based. And, you know, to be able to see when those people are visiting those market appraisals, mm. you know, and just making those calls or sending those emails or sending those texts at the right time, yeah. you know, the difference that that, that, that has. Um, and then, you know, when we started to get to the point where, um, you know, the automated feedback was coming in, you know, that again, f- phenomenal. Yeah, you know, that, that saves so much time in terms of making calls and sending emails um, that, you know, that, that's been a, a huge time saver and still allows us to operate, you know, the level we are doing with a, with a pretty streamlined team, yeah. you know, just three individuals. And I don't spend a lot of time in the office. I'm generally out on the road. So, yeah. um, you know, it's, 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 been, it's been really good. I'll ask you something. I'll answer it honestly because I can always cut this out. <laughs> but uh, no, seriously, an agent said to me the other day that um, he said, don't put my price up over this, but uh, looking at it now, I would rather have the life cycle system than uh, a member of staff. So, you know, if I had to choose, I'd have to keep that system. I'm not saying, you know, the current staff you've got you need, obviously you're a small team, but can you see the thinking behind that? You know, because often, yeah. often someone might look and say, well, life cycle's going to cost me 15 grand a year. And people have said to me, I could get a junior for that. Yeah. 
And I th- I'm sitting there knowing life cycle inside out. You know, we use it thinking, what's a junior going to do for you that, that like, you, you don't understand what I'm talking about here? Yeah. yeah. Um, can you see that? Yeah, I suppose I can. I just don't see any way back now. You know, I don't see how we could ever go back to not having that system, that nurturing system, the tracking systems that it's got in it. You know, I think it's now such an integral part of our business that um, I, I just wouldn't want to be without it. Now, you know, I suppose right now where I'm at with three members of staff, I couldn't lose. Isn't that, of course. But, but I, I couldn't, I couldn't, we couldn't go back. There's yeah. no way back. And perhaps you would already be needing more staff if you didn't have that life cycle system. True. You yeah, know, absolutely. The viewing feedback, the registering of applicants, the chasing the market appraisals. Yeah. Now that you, you are, you know, number one or number two or whatever it is in the area, perhaps you would already be needing to spend 15, 20, 30,000 yeah. pound a year on extra stuff. Mm. Um, okay, when you look across now, or when, you're, when your senior valuer looks across, either of you, at that company that you know he wants to beat, um, do, you, do you have more confidence now that like it's a, it's a given, they're using whatever system it is, some old yeah. system in the state agency, yeah. they're, they're sending letters you mentioned before, yeah. and you guys are planning, already planning for 2022, 2023, already building data for that. Do you look across and sort of have an air of confidence about that? Yeah, I mean, we are hot on their tails right now, you know, I mean, it's literally a couple of units, yeah. um, you know, and we're at September, there's still the rest of the year to go. Yeah. I think we can take them by the end of the year. <laughs> um, but, but they are, the agency in question is a very traditional agency. Yeah. You know, they're, they're using a, um, an old-fashioned CRM system. Mm. They're doing everything paper-based. You know, they um, are still operating in the same way that they did 25, 30 years ago. Um, and not only that, uh, you know, are we on the tails, but we're charging higher fees than they are. And that's something else that's changed while we've been using life cycle as a system mm. um, is that we've you know increased our fees quite considerably um, and we're now quite proud to be the most expensive agent in the town awesome um, but also you know having a really good solid market share as well yeah love it fantastic um, if there's anybody out there that's listening to this that thinks oh, I'd like to I would like to ask Mark something. Um, what, what's the best way? Um, I think you're a member of the Estate and CX uh, uh, Facebook yeah, that's group. Right. So yeah. would you be, are you happy for people to sort of add you on Facebook and if, reach out to you if they want yeah, to? Yeah, sure. Facebook's the main place that you can find me yeah. or Instagram. Um, and if someone was to search either Mark Nicholson or the Retford Estate Agent, um, then they'll be able to find me and feel free to reach out. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks so much for coming in. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. Fuck what you heard, it's what you hearing, it's what you hearing, listen, it's what you hearing, listen, it's what you hearing, listen.